What is going on, everybody? Uh, this is normally the Friday podcast. Uh, however, I'm recording this on Saturday. Um, funny, not so funny story. I actually had to have an, a tooth pulled as an emergency. Had a huge cavity in my wisdom tooth, so I had to had to have my tooth pulled yesterday. So I wanted to. I tried to come home and take the gauze out and make sure that you guys could get your Friday podcast. But I could not perform the podcast without sounding like. I made absolutely no sense. Uh, so coming at you Saturday, this is the week three preview podcast for the NFL. I have all my picks in uh, for this week, over-unders and the spread slash money line. Uh, I think this week's picks, I promised you guys I'd get at least 10 wins this week. So uh, I took a lot of time yesterday to go through and make sure everything was in tip-top shape for you guys betting on the games this week. Uh, so this is the All In Man Cave podcast. I'm your host, Cole Haight. Uh, for all the new listeners out there, I appreciate you joining me. Uh, for all the previous listeners and the regulars, so to speak, thank you for coming back. I really appreciate it. If you guys could leave a review on any platform that you guys listen to the podcast, please do. Uh, five stars, like, share, uh, anything to get the podcast around. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate it. So we're going to go over the week three preview, but first, let's go through. Uh, let's review and recap Thursday night football. So Thursday night football, we got the Panthers at the Texans. Texans uh, shit the bed. Uh, Panthers won 24 to nine. The under hit, as well as the Panthers minus the points. Uh, I picked the over because I thought that Davis Mills would figure out how to play football. That was not the case. Uh, and the, the Texans looked absolutely horrific on offense. Biggest thing to take away from this game, everybody knew the Panthers were going to win. The Texans are a bad team right now with all the injuries uh, and the fact that they don't have a lot of their offensive weapons and their quarterback. So Christian McCaffrey exits uh, the game in the, I believe, the first, end of the first quarter uh, with a hamstring. He's going to miss at least a few weeks. Uh, they saw him make a jump. You saw the play. If you guys didn't see it, I'll kind of try and describe it. Uh, he was off to the left on a run, bounced it outside with like a little jump cut, uh, and he felt something tense up, went into the tent, and then they immediately, on the broadcast, they immediately um, rolled him out for the rest of the game, which by watching football a lot, you guys might guess that if you go into the tent and they immediately roll you out, probably a soft tissue injury or you're going to miss multiple weeks. So Christian McCaffrey is going to miss a few weeks with the hamstring. Chuba Hubbard should get most of those targets and most of those rushes as well. So if you guys have Christian McCaffrey in fantasy, try and pick up Chuba Hubbard uh, to kind of give yourself a little bit of relief until Christian McCaffrey comes back. Uh, I would advise everyone as well to pick up Alexander Madison this week, uh, the backup running backs, the backup running back for the Minnesota Vikings. Dalvin Cook questionable with the ankle. Uh, going into the game, Mike Zimmer said that he's going to go. He's going to try and play. Dalvin actually came out uh, after practice on Friday and said that he's going to give it 100%, and he's been looking better since Tuesday. Uh, so I'm really hoping Dalvin can play, but if not, Alexander Madison's going to be a lock to get most of the carries uh, for that. So Panthers roll, still undefeated. Sam Darnold looks like a completely different quarterback. I like the way the Panthers look right now, and if they can ch challenge the Bucks for that division, it makes the NFL more interesting. So, so that's the Thursday night game. Um, let's hop right into week three and start with the Ravens at the Lions. So Ravens coming into Detroit. 
Uh, they're gonna. I think they're gonna continue to roll after the big win over the Kansas City Chiefs. The one thing that you need to keep an eye on, especially with the Ravens right now, is they've given up 68 points through two weeks. They gave up 33 to the to the Raiders, and they gave up 35 to the Chiefs. And this is that Baltimore Ravens defense that everybody thought was so strong. Uh, Marcus Peters out for the year in the secondary. Uh, their front doesn't look like they're getting much push. So due to that, um, I believe the Lions are going to be able to get some stuff going, whether that be in garbage time or even throughout the game uh, based on how soft the, the Baltimore defense looks. So with this game, I'm going to pick the Ravens minus eight points. Uh, a lot of these spreads may have changed. I took all the spreads from uh, DraftKings, and I believe it was Wednesday night. Uh, so uh, take a look at the spreads. They may change based on uh, what you guys are using as your betting portal or platform, what have you, FanDuel, uh, BetMGM, DraftKings, whatever, what have you. So double check that. I'm pretty confident that either way they move, I would stick with what I'm I'm projecting. Uh, but that's up to you guys before you make the bets. So I'm going to take the Ravens minus eight. Uh, and due to both teams having a piss poor defense, I'm going to take over 50 in this game. Next, the Cardinals at the Jaguars. Listen, I haven't seen a team stink as bad as the 0-16 teams of my generation via the Browns and the Detroit Lions that both went 0-16. The Jaguars look bad, and most of it is Trevor Lawrence, unfortunately. So Trevor Lawrence doesn't look good. Granted, he doesn't have any support anywhere on that team. James Robinson and the running backs don't look good. He lost Travis Etienne. Uh, Their wide receivers aren't getting separation, and the only thing they're really getting going is in garbage time or on the first drive of games. So uh, they stink. The Jaguars just stink. And you know what? You know, the the Cardinals' defense and the Jaguars' defense aren't too far away. Uh, Vikings exploited them last week. We should have won that game. Uh, And in week one, uh, the Cardinals' defense looked subpar as well. So... I think this is a bit of a trap-looking game um, because I don't think Trevor Lawrence is as bad as he's played through two weeks. So let's so let's pump it on. Let's pump the brakes on Trevor Lawrence being absolutely terrible for this week. Um, and I think the Jaguars at least cover. Uh, so I'm seeing a shootout in this game. I don't see it any other way. Uh, Kyler's going to be able to run everywhere and throw whatever. He's going to be able to get whatever he wants. And I think Trevor Lawrence has a decent game. So I'm going to go with the Jaguars covering. Jaguars plus seven and a half. Uh, and I'm going with the over of 51.5. So uh, 51 and a half, 26 to 25. I think um, they're going to score way more points than that. Um, and then, honestly, the Cardinals are definitely going to score more points than that. So um, we're going to stick with that. Plus seven and a half for the Jags and over 51 and a half. Next, the Washington football team at the Buffalo Bills. The Washington defense needs to figure it out. Uh, They were a top five defense, not only in the secondary and the front seven overall coming into this season of all those first round picks on the defensive line and their their secondary was not not many big name players in their secondary, but they were a a unit that was um, actually like revered like they people like their their unit. So they need to figure out how to play defense because they've given up a lot of points to a lot of crappy teams so far via the giant. They gave up 29 to the Giants offense, which is like a broken wheel. So they need to figure it out. And the Bills need to forget about how much they won by last week uh, because they played awful uh, to their own standards and to many other standards. They um they scored 35 points, but Josh Allen didn't look good. He looked like him and his wide receivers were on, not on the same page. 
And honestly, what the best thing seeing out of the Bills' offense last week was the way they were able to run the ball in the third and the fourth quarter. They need to continue to do that because as they continuously run it with Singletary or Zach Moss, they're going to be able to hit those those uh, play-action deep balls, which is exactly what that team is made for. Emmanuel Sanders, Stephon Diggs, uh, even Gabriel Davis. They, they're deep, deep pass catchers. And they're they're not the best route runners. Diggs is an amazing route runner, but Emmanuel Sanders' route runs uh, routes run is not is not amazing. Uh, neither is Gabriel Davis. So they need to be able to get those big shots down the field. So the Bills just need to not forget to run the football. Um, but I think Washington's defense steps up this week. I'm going to pick Washington to cover. So my pick for this is the Washington football team plus seven and a half. Uh, however, I think both defenses step up and the offenses struggle a bit. So I'm going to take the under of 46. Moving on, Chargers at the Chiefs. I wrote this down uh, just because it was a perfect quote for when I was watching the recap on the, on the NFL Network. Is Mahomes ready for a slump? Now, when you say the word Patrick Mahomes and then you say the word slump, those two words really have never, ever been in the same statement. Um, And I don't see a slump ever from Patrick Mahomes, probably the best player in the league for the past three years. So I don't think he's going to slump. However, I see this being a way better game than people expect. Um, the, The Chiefs have to be feeling some type of pressure from the way their division is playing right now. They would have never expected the Broncos and the Raiders to be as good as they are right now. And the Chargers look pretty good as well, and they're not getting the injuries that the Chargers have had, uh, especially on the defensive side the last few years. So I think that I don't I don't I don't see how the, the Chargers don't cover in this game. The Chiefs defense is awful. They they give up everything and anything to any 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 team. And and quite frankly, I made this statement, I think it was last week on one of the recap shows. I would take the Chiefs the Chiefs over in every game, and I'm going to stick with that because I'm not going to lie to you guys, and then the next week take the under. Uh, so a little bit of hint of where I'm going. So Herbert needs to score 40 to win this game. I see him actually scoring 40, and I'm going to take the Chargers plus 6.5 and, and the over of 54.5. But if you guys want to dangle a good, a decent amount of money and you're going to put some some money down, Chargers money line for this game is 2.5 to 1. If you put 50 bucks down, you win 125 bucks. So 2.5 to 1, not bad odds if you want to take the Chargers to win straight up. I don't see I, – I don't have enough confidence to bet the Chargers money line uh, for to be in a complete dog, 6.5-point dog. But I will take the points, especially if you're going to give them to me. So – Chargers plus six and a half over 54 and a half. Next game, Bears at the Browns. Justin Fields' first career start. And if you're asking me, it's three weeks too late. So Justin Fields is going to start this week. Didn't look amazing when he came in for Andy Dalton last week. Uh, 60 yards passing. I think it was like 50, 50% completion percentage. Uh, and I think he and he did throw a pick uh, directly to a linebacker in the middle of the field. A uh, little bit of concern with Justin Fields and how he views the field uh, from the pocket. It looked a little. I saw a few replays on the NFL Network, and it just still looks like he doesn't really have the offense 100% down yet. Uh, but he's kind of forced into it now since Andy Dalton is dinged up with a bone bruise. I think that the Browns have a lot going on right now with Baker having his shoulder issue uh, and Landry being put on on um, injured reserve. They will get back OBJ this week based on right now. Uh, this is this would not be the first time that OBJ, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., is 
probable to come back and then they sit him again. Uh, that's happened a few times since he's been dinged up, not only in Cleveland, but also in New York. So we don't know if OBJ is going to play. It looks good as of right now, but uh, Baker doesn't like when OBJ is in the, in the lineup and he, he's not, would never admit that, but his statistics tell us that story. So the Browns need to run it to win this game. Uh, and the bears are very good against the run and subpar against the pass. So this is a very good matchup game. Um, However, I think the Browns get it done, but I don't have enough confidence to take them minus the points. Uh, so my pick's going to be the Bears plus seven and a half, uh, but I'm going to go with the under. So under 45. Uh, there's, I see this being a, a low-scoring game. Uh, there's, they're going to continue to try and run because Baker can't sit back in the shotgun and just throw it all day. Uh, that's just not the way their team is set up. So take the Bears plus the points. Uh, plus seven and a half and under 45. I see this being like a 21-17 game. Next on the on the slate, Colts at the Titans. Carson Wentz trying to play on two sprained ankles. Not a very good idea. Uh, their backup quarterback situation is god-awful with Jacob Eason and Brett Hundley. Uh, not to mention they have another rookie that also is not very good. Um, the, the Colts defense cannot carry this team forever. Like, the, their defense carried them all last week. The offense looked sputtery. It didn't look very good. Uh, kept them in the game versus the Rams. Your defense continues to play like that with your offense being subpar. The defense is going to lose motivation. I've seen it millions of times when the Vikings had piss-poor offenses and their defenses were carrying them through games. It's just not It's not something that's sustainable in the NFL. Uh, the offense needs to complement the defense, and the defense needs to complement the offense. That's the way uh, perfect setup NFL teams work. So I think that the Colts absolutely get destroyed in this game. Um, I don't know why I have that feeling. This is a, a divisional game. Uh, should be a very good game, uh, but I'm not seeing that actually work out. I think the Colts don't score much, and the, the Titans will score a lot. Derrick Henry is going to be completely unlocked and unleashed in this game. He's gonna He got 35 carries last week. I would not be surprised if he gets 40 carries this week. It, it's just they're going to just try and punish them inside. And, and Derrick Henry, after his performance last week, there is no possible way that he gets less than 30 carries. Uh, but I think it's upwards close of 40. So I'm going to pick the Titans minus the points, minus five and a half. Uh, but we're going to go with the under of 47 and a half. I don't see the Colts scoring enough points to take the over, although I'm tempted to do so. Uh, so I'm seeing maybe like a 30... 30 to 14 game uh, or maybe a 28 to 17 game so that's where I'm going with the under Bengals at the Steelers this is going to be a way better game than people think Big Ben looks old he looks very old so when I watch him in the pocket, he can't really move as well, and that was one of his one of his number one weapons uh, when he was coming up in the league. He was a big, big guy uh, that could move out the pocket, get rid of it, and also run for for first downs. Uh, it doesn't look like he can run anymore. It looks ridiculous, um, and their run game and their O line is not helping him perform. Uh, the O line looks bad. They lost a lot of premier veterans on that line uh, that are ironically enough, hurt uh, for the other teams that they play for now. Um, and Najee Harris doesn't look like he has m much running room, but granted, that's because of how bad their offensive line is. They're, they're going to struggle to score points in this game. This is going to be another one of those low-scoring games. Um, Joe Burrow um, is playing scared still. 
That's the basically the only way I can describe it. Uh, last week through three picks, uh, he threw three interceptions in a row on consecutive plays. And they're playing the Steelers' defense, which is better than the Bears' defense, especially against the pass. I think he's going to struggle again. They didn't do enough. The Bengals themselves did not do enough to protect him. He's still playing scared. Uh, he's been sacked nine times in the first two games uh, and has at least 25 quarterback hits to go along with them. those sacks as well. So until they can let him be comfortable in the pocket, he's not going to be able to exploit anybody. Um, unfortunately, he did exploit the Vikings a bit, but we did sack him five times. So I don't think Joe Burrow is going to have a shot in this game. Uh, so I'm going to take the Steelers minus three in the under. This is going to be another low-scoring game. I'm saying the Steelers win by five to seven. All right, next game on the slate. We're going to the Saints at the Patriots. The It's Jameis Winston versus the Patriots defense. Which one do you, do you guys think is going to win? Um, I'm probably leaning 99.9% the Patriots defense. Uh, Jameis... I think Jameis is more what he looked like in week two than he did in week one. Uh, I think week one was a bit of a fluke. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to revert back to a 30-interception Jameis. Um, however, I don't. I think it's a happy medium between where what he looked like in Tampa Bay uh, plus week one this year for the Saints. That's where Jameis' ceiling is. Uh, his floor is obviously Tampa Bay uh, and 30 interceptions in a season. However, we're going to learn a lot about these both these teams after this game. The offense for the New England Patriots looks like they're doing just enough. Uh, similar to the comment I just made about defenses carrying the load for the entire season. It's a lot of pressure. Um, and sometimes the people on defenses lose respect for the people on offense that aren't performing. Mac Jones looks good enough. Uh, it doesn't look amazing. He looks like he doesn't want to turn the ball over. Therefore, he's going to continue to check the ball down. Now, one thing I did notice is they're running plays because they think Mac Jones can do what Tom Brady did when he was there. Um, they don't have the same weapons. Uh, they still do. They do still have James White to be able to make plays out of the backfield. But I think that the the way the Patriots have success this year is the defense is going to have to carry them, uh, and they're going to have to run the ball and they're going to have to run it often. So Damian Harris looked really good last week. Uh, they do have James White uh, and a few rookies in that backfield that they can run the ball. Uh, the Saints' defensive line is relatively good, uh, but they do have some holes. Uh, they just got to watch out for Demario Davis plugging it up. But I think the the Patriots run two-thirds of the plays uh, and just have Mac Jones do just enough. Uh, and then my pick is Patriots minus three. Uh, and this is going to be another low-scoring game due to Jameis Winston not being able to figure it out. And I'm going to take the under of 43. Next on the list, the Battle of the 0-2s, Falcons at the Giants. They're both underperformers, and mainly both on defense. So we knew Matt Ryan's getting older. We knew the offensive lines were not that good going into the season uh, from the offseason, but they're both underperformers. Now, I think the eyes in this game are not going to be on the complete teams, but they're going to be on the playmakers. We got to figure out what the Giants get with Saquon Barkley. Is he going to come back? Is he going to be the Saquon Barkley he was and what we've seen in, in flashes? Or is he going to continuously get minus two yards on every carry and then hit one for 40 in the entire game? And then on the other side, the flip side, Kyle Pitts. So I think Kyle Pitts, 
Kyle Pitts is amazing, awesome prospect from Florida. The guy's almost like an alien uh, in terms of how he performs on the field. Uh, he's the tight end. He's the tight end Lamar Jackson version of a tight end uh, in the NFL right now. Runs amazing routes, can split him out, um, and he's quick too. So uh, we got to see what we get from Kyle Pitts and Barkley. This is going to be for unless you're fans of these teams. This is going to be a fantasy football game. Um, for all of the people that have these players, there's a lot of players that you could have for these two teams. Uh, let's see what Calvin Ridley does. Both defenses look terrible. So whichever defense shows up is going to win this game. I am going to go with the Falcons showing up. The Giants just don't look good. And I do not trust Daniel Jones at all. Um, I think if they go, they start 0-4, 0-5. I think Daniel Jones takes a seat and they start Mike Glennon. I mean, they, they need to do something because he can't continuously suck on a regular basis. Like, it's... And he does. He, that's what he does. He sucks. Every game. He has one good play, and then he has three bad plays. And then he has one good play, and then he has three bad plays. So I'm going to go with the Falcons plus three. Um, and we're going to go with the over because none of the defenses show up. But I think that uh, Matt Ryan does enough to win this game. So over 47.5, Falcons plus three. All right. Jets at the Broncos. Broncos are benefiting from the easiest three first games in the NFL uh, with starting at the Giants, then going to the Jaguars, and now home against the Jets. Uh, so a little bit of how they look is a bit inflated, if you ask me. Um, the Broncos are not going to be performing this well against the Bucks, Rams, or Chiefs. So take that into consideration moving forward. They're not going to have as easy games especially moving, especially in the next upcoming weeks and especially within the division. Uh, but the Jets need to take something positive away from this game. First two games, they can't really take anything away. Um, Zach Wilson scored all of his, uh, got all of his yards and scored all of his fantasy points uh, in garbage time week one. And in week two, he threw four interceptions against the Patriots. So he needs, they need to take something positive out, whether that be Zach Wilson looking better, one of the receivers running decent routes, maybe Elijah Moore taking off, uh, one of their running backs taking off. So they need to take something positive away because if not, the Jets may have the ability to go 0-17 this year and be the first team to be able to go 0-17 because of the 17-game slate. So Teddy stays steady. Um, I'm going to take the big minus uh, on the points. So I'm going to take the Broncos minus 10 and a half. That number may be up higher, uh, especially as we get closer to Sunday. Um, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the under, even if it gets up to 13 and a half. Um, I will not do 14. That's two touchdowns. I will not touch that with a 10 foot pole. Uh, but when I looked it up, we're going to go Broncos minus 10 and a half. Uh, Teddy stays steady, which means he's not going to go over overly uh, overly zealous in this game. So I'm going to take the under of 42. A little bit of a ballsy pick, but I see this being like a, a 28 to 6 game uh, or maybe a 24 to 10 game. I don't think they get to 42 combined. All right, next on the list, we have the Dolphins at the Raiders. If you remember last year, this was the, the face mask game. The Dolphins played the Raiders. Uh, this was the face mask game against Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, Fitzmagic. And then uh, he hit that deep, deep, long pass down the sideline. Uh, they got into field goal range and boom, uh, won the game. The Dolphins, the only way they have a shot at even getting close in this game is with a quick start. I don't see that happening based on the way Jacoby Brissett played. Tua will not play. Um, I feel like absolute garbage. I came out with the injuries podcast on Wednesday, uh, and it said that 
Tua had bruised ribs, uh, came out the day exactly at 24 hours later saying he had fractured ribs. Uh, so I got some really bad information, uh, and I apologize for you guys for getting that bad information, but he actually has fractured ribs, so he definitely will not be playing in this game. David Carr, David Carr, Derek Carr, sorry, my bad. Derek Carr uh, looks good the first two weeks. However, I think his play is a little inflated. Um, if you ask me, I don't really think that he's going to keep this up. He's got over 800 yards, I believe, in the first in the first two games passing. Now, I have always been a Derek Carr fan, and I think he's underrated, similar to the way people underrate Kirk Cousins in his statistics, uh, not in his leadership, but in his statistics. Um, definitely, I think he's a top 10 quarterback, maybe top 12. Is he that good? Is their defense can their defense still perform? Uh, be that Las Vegas? I don't think their defense can play this well uh, for this long. They don't have. I well, at least I didn't think they had stability for their defense to play that well. Now they did beat two very good uh, teams in the first two weeks, being the Ravens and the Steelers. Uh, but both teams have are a bit vulnerable right now. So. I think their Dolphins D carries them in this game. They, they're going to have to, knowing that they have absolutely nothing on offense rolling right now. So the defense is going to come out and play hot. Now, I, I'm not saying I would take Dolphins money line in this game because it's Dolphins plus four. So I'm not going to take the money line. I'm not that confident because I can see them losing by a field goal. But I'm definitely going to take the Dolphins plus the four. Uh, and then I'm going to take under 44. I don't, like I said, I think the Dolphins defense plays enough to to allow the Raiders not to score as many points. Uh, but on the flip side, the Dolphins don't have much rolling on offense, so they're not going to score many points either. So this is a very close game. It's going to go a field goal either way. Next, the game of the week. For, and if it's not America's game of the week, then you know for damn sure somebody's messing up because it's ridiculous. The Bucks at the Rams. Um, there's going to be multiple lead changes in this game. This is going to be amazing, um, an amazing game to watch. I uh, believe it's a 425 Eastern Standard Time kickoff. Uh, so if you're out west, it's a 125 kickoff. This is going to be a great game. Um, I will not be watching this game because the Vikings play at the same time, which we'll go over uh, in the next game of the pre preview show. Um, however... There's going to be more rushing production in this game than you guys would think. So I think that both teams are going to overthink the the passing game. Um, they're going to be able to run the football. So I would say if you guys have any running backs on either of these teams in fantasy, give them a start, maybe in the flex, uh, especially Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones. I see them both having a rushing touchdown in this game uh, unless they get to the one-yard line and Tom Brady's QB sneaks it, which always pissed me off in fantasy, to be quite honest. But... There's only one way that I can see the Rams pulling this off, and that's why I'm going to go with the Rams plus the points. But before I get to my pick, the one way to beat Tom Brady that I've noticed is ever since he was his kneecap got destroyed by the Kansas City Chiefs. I forget what year that was, but it was about it was a little about a decade ago, maybe a little longer, uh, when he got his kneecap taken out by the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it was on Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football. If you pressure Tom Brady up the middle, he is not athletic enough at 44 to get roll out to the outside and make a pass. You got to get him off his mark. Um, and Aaron Donald is the best at doing that, and he's the best defender in the league. Uh, so I see a lot of pressure coming up the middle. So that's why I am very, very, very hesitant. But uh, if you want to take the Rams money line, 
it's obviously going to get you a better return than the points, plus the points, but they're only getting one and a half. So I'm going to take the Rams plus one and a half, uh, and I'm going to take the under of 55. People are saying this is going to be a shootout, uh, but the Tampa Bay defense has to bounce back at some point, uh, and the Rams defense is going to be, I think, pretty decent as well. Uh, So I'm going to take the under of 55. Next game, Seahawks at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings finally get a home game uh, after two very heartbreaking road losses. Um, it's going to be another Vikings shootout game. Um, this is going to continuously happen until we fire Mike Zimmer uh, because he thinks his defense is good, When whereas he doesn't care about the offense that's actually carrying the team right now. Um, Cook's ankle is going to basically determine how this goes. Now, Alexander Madison is a good running back, don't get me wrong, uh, but he just tries to hurdle people and run people over, uh, which is the opposite of Dalvin Cook with his shiftiness. So if Cook is able to go, I don't think he's going to be 100%, which means we're going to see some splits in carries, especially for the for this game. If you have Cook in fantasy, I would still start him if he's going to play. However, be cautious about that. Uh, because he won't give you the return you're probably wanting in fantasy, but he will get you something in this game. Nonetheless, Seahawks are young up front. Uh, They're tall and lanky, whereas I think our offensive line is going to be able to move them, uh, and we're going to be able to have success, which is why this is going to be a shootout, uh, because Russell Wilson um, is going to have a day, probably, against the very bad secondary of the Minnesota Vikings. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Metcalf got hurt in the game last week, so we'll see how he looks this week. Uh, we don't have a corner to cover to cover either of them. Um, maybe Harrison Smith can can double up one of them uh, deep. But Brashad Breeland, if he starts this week again, he's been getting smoked by every wide receiver uh, through the first two weeks. So um, the best shot the Vikings have is to contain Russell Wilson, which we've been able to do relatively successfully uh, the last three times we played them, all of them at Seattle. Uh, so I am going to go out on a limb and say the Vikings get a win, um, not only because the Vikings usually win games that I expect them to lose, and they lose games I expect them to win. So I'm going to go with the Vikings plus two. Now, the one of the main reasons why I'm going to go Vikings plus two is so that uh, to guard against the last-second field goal that the Seahawks will probably have an opportunity to kick, uh, which would give us – um, a loss unless we're already down by one. Uh, so I could see a push, um, but I'm definitely going to go over 55. I think this is going to be another uh, Vikings-Cardinals game from last week, a 35-34 or a 36-35 game. Uh, but I'm going to go Vikings plus two over the 55. Sunday night football, the Packers at the 49ers. The 49ers have lost every running back that they started the year with. Uh, all four of them on roster. Now we have three more that are not on roster based on the beginning of the season. Can they still get production from these running backs that they're bringing in? It's going to be very difficult. I think we're going to see a lot of Trey Lance in this game uh, due to the fact that the running backs are young uh, and they can't really trust them. So they're going to throw some weird stuff in. Uh, so I think Trey Lance comes in and has a has a decent a decent play play calls, decent play calls and a decent uh, snap count in this game. But Rodgers can't play against teams with good defenses, especially this year. So the New Orleans Saints came out, made him look embarrassing. He did pretty well, but against the Lions. So let's see if he can play against a solid defense. Now, the one thing I will see, um, or you should see in this game, is that the secondary for the 49ers is dinged up and they're running out of options uh, in the back end. So I think the Green Bay receivers have a day. Um, I... 
I think I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a decent game. Now their defense is going to give up uh, a lot of points as well. Um, so this is definitely going to be a shootout game. And it has been a relatively high-scoring game as the the years have gone by for the San Francisco uh, versus Green Bay games. So I'm going with Green Bay plus the three. Um, I don't think I can take my Aaron Rodgers plus. I don't don't think I cannot take Aaron Rodgers plus points. Um, also, if you're going to give me um, if you're going to give me 49ers still winning this game, which means I get to see the Packers lose and I get to win this bet at the same time. Awesome. Um, but I'm more confident in the, in the over 50 than I am in the Green Bay plus the three. So um, if you if you want to take a pick out of this, I would pick the over under. I would definitely go with the over in this game. However, uh, Green Bay plus the three is also a good pick. All right, next on the list, Eagles at the Cowboys. This is going to be a very interesting game. So somebody from the NFC East needs to needs to figure it out and step up. So I think these are the two best teams in that in that division. Uh definitely goes against everything that I stood for uh when we started the season being as I had the Washington football team winning the division and the Giants coming in second. Uh, I was definitely asked backwards on the NFC East uh for sure. So their their defenses have their both of their defenses played well last week. Now, I don't think the Cowboys defense is that good and I think that they just played out of their ass last week. I also think the Eagles um defense played a little bit better than it actually is last week and they are they did lose a big piece on the offensive line and a big piece on the defensive line. So they're going to come back down to down to earth a bit. But what you're not going to expect from this game is the running games. So I think I think both teams have are do very well on the ground. I think they the Eagles use Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell a lot, as well as Jalen Hurts uh, using his legs on keepers, um, on naked boots, on a lot of stuff like that. Um, and the Cowboys on the other side using Tony Pollard and Zeke with Dak actually being able to do similar things uh, that to Jalen Hurts as well. So I think that this is going to be a very good game. Definitely worth watching. Um, I will be recapping this game on Monday uh, when we'll do some bets uh, closer to that. Uh, some player prop bets like I've done the last few weeks um, on the Monday Night Football game because we're going to have the re- the Week 3 recap episode on Monday before, before Monday Night Football kickoff. So I'll get some player props out there for you guys if you want to make some last-minute bets on that game as we get closer. But I'm definitely going to go... With the Eagles plus the three and a half, I do not know. Um, I didn't even look at the spread when I was going through the games. Um, I didn't even know who to pick, so I was gonna ass- just assume that this is gonna be a one point game either way. Um, so I was gonna go with the plus plus the points, whoever that was, whether it be the Cowboys or the Eagles. But I don't think that they're gonna score as many points as people think because the pass games are gonna be taken away and the run games are gonna excel. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Eagles plus the three and a half. Honestly, kind of hoping the Cowboys win the game um, because I'm not uh, – you guys know how I feel about Philadelphia. But honestly, I can see the Eagles pulling this out straight money line, uh, which was my bet last week uh, against the 49ers, and I was pretty close on that. Uh, if the Eagles could have performed at the end of the game, they probably would have got that win against the Niners. But I'm going to go with the under 52 as well. I think 52 is too high. Uh, there's no way that – I think it's even possible um, for that game to get to 52 unless the the pass games for both teams excel in the first quarter uh, or the run games absolutely fail in the first quarter and they have to go to the pass. So 
keep an eye on that. Um, if you make a bet of the, of the under, you might want to wait and see if you can take something else in terms of watching the first quarter first and maybe live betting the over-under, depending on how the game's going. Uh, but I would definitely go with the, the under 52 for sure. All right, guys. Uh, that's going to be the recap episode. I'm hoping I can give, not the recap episode, sorry, the preview episode for week three. I hope all your teams win and good luck to all of them. I made it through 30, almost 36 minutes as of right now uh, with, with some pain in my right side of my mouth. Um, so if anything sounds a little bit weird or it sounds wonky, uh, hopefully by Monday, I'm all good to go uh, with this tooth being pulled. Um, appreciate you guys listening. Please share the podcast. Um, please shoot me any reviews, any questions uh, via my direct DMs in fa- uh, on Facebook uh, or also on any platform that it reviews are available. Uh, any questions, please shoot them in there. Tell me what your favorite team is and when you guys became a fan. Hoping for a big Vikings win this week. We play in the, the later slot again. Uh, at 4.30, so hoping to watch a decent amount of that game and we're coming out with a with a W this week. So I will talk to you guys on Monday for the preview, or sorry, for the recap episode of all the games. Uh, one thing I do want to shout out if you guys are uh, avid football fans, please get ESPN Plus um, and watch uh, Chris Berman uh, do the recaps of the games. Um, it's awesome. So uh, right now my brain is is leaving me right now. But uh, Chris Berman does the recaps of the games. I can't remember what the show is called. It's at 7.30 on Sundays, right before the Sunday night football kickoff. Uh, please watch that. It's absolutely amazing to watch the recaps of the games. And if you guys don't have access to uh, NFL Sunday Ticket or um, you guys don't watch recaps of where the, what happened in all the games, great show to watch. Um, I would definitely recommend. Definitely worth the $5 a month. And you get to watch uh, games that aren't on TV as well that are posted on ESPN+. Plus. So I just want to well, – it's free advertising for ESPN+, Plus on this, I guess. So you guys get a free, you guys get a free ad um, – free advertising on this one. So – uh, definitely recommend uh, watching that as well as if you guys didn't see or didn't hear of. And for the Monday Night Football games, uh, Peyton and Eli on ESPN2 doing some doing some recap stuff while the game's going on. Um, that That's awesome. I like it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it because it's going to go 50-50. Uh, I don't really like all the commentary. They go into stories and stuff while the game's going on. I more or less like watching the game and listening to the play-by-play commentators. Uh, there's some people that like to change for for Monday Night Football, and they like the stories. They like the players that they have on in the middle of the games and stuff like that while the, play, the, the game's actually going on in the background. I'm not the biggest fan of that. I liked it. Uh, to the point where I think I have to go back and forth. Um, so between ESPN and ESPN2, uh, go back and forth, see Peyton and Eli for a little bit, and then go back to the actual broadcast. Um, just just because I'm, I'm really into the football games when I'm watching them, and I feel like that's a bit of a distraction and takes away from the game personally. Uh, but I know there's a lot of people out there that like it, so... Give that a shot. Try it on ESPN2 um, when you're watching Monday Night Football. Um, all right, guys, that's it. I will see you guys on Monday. Uh, thank you much. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for putting up with me being toothless in this episode. Um, so hopefully we're all good to go uh, starting on Monday. So I hope you guys all enjoy the week three games. Uh, have a favorite. Have your favorite beverage. 
uh, whether that be uh, vodka, whiskey, beer, wine, whatever your favorite drink is. Maybe it's just water uh, and your favorite snack and watch some football games on Sunday. Uh, Have a good rest of your guys' day. Um, And until next time, peace.